spanning the Valley of the Sun and all across the 48th state. This is the Gatos and Chad Show. Happy, 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 happy Friday, everybody. It is the Gatos Chad Show. I am here today joined by the scale bass of TV fame. How you doing? Oh, I got to push all the buttons there. There you go. I don't know. Can I hear her? You guys are really bad at this. <laughs> All right, so I'll just do my own thing. Hey, we got a lot of stuff coming up here today. Uh, Gail will be eventually back on, but we're looking at the uh, the insanity that's going on in our studio today. Gatos is out. He'll be back on Monday, and there's so much stuff we're going to bring up. First and foremost, we'll touch a little bit about the Tom Petty thing, because I think it is kind of funny, but the reality is, uh, you know, Carrie Lake's got a lot of issues uh, you think so? I do. I do. Glad you could join me now. Thank you. I, my voice was in soft focus for the story. Soft focus. That was the thing. You were talking about that off the air. So off the air. I'm sorry. Don't you. T- I told you so not to repeat that. Off the air, we were talking about, you looked at the video from yesterday and she's like, man, they shot her in soft focus because tr- they're trying to make her not seem so hard. Uh, that's not why you use soft focus. Uh-uh. Uh, or Vaseline lens. Back in the day, in the 1940s and 50s, when they'd you look at those old movies and it looks like you know your TV's old. No, it was shot like that. It, it softens your look. It's well, like yeah, a, well, it's they're like trying to make her not look so. You know, that doesn't help because then the mouth opens up and all of a sudden the hate comes out. You know, what's interesting is like it's the we become so used to Instagram and everything is like we expect people to look perfect and then when you see your friends in, in person, you say you don't look like that girl who posted on Instagram from Hawaii last week. No, no. <laughs> No, and, and, and you're miserable. And I know you put everything on your credit card. That's what you also say them. <laughs> so, uh, you know, it's very interesting. I'm reading something here that I find interesting. And I've said this and I've talked to several big, uh, not just political opponents, but people who've worked on president's campaigns, who've been campaign managers, even some uh, who worked with Trump. Well, one person I'm, I'm pretty close with uh, who said the same thing that, that, that the Washington Examiner has out today. If Carrie Lake drops Trump. She's a star. If she sticks with Trump, she might as well enjoy Mar-a-Lago. Do you think she will? Because she came, she absolutely supported his bid for 2024. She tweeted, I fully support Donald Trump for 2024. That's what she tweeted. Yeah, I know. But so did, uh, so did Ivanka or Ivana, whatever her name was. No, she, no, she said no. no. She said, she I'm, said not I'm not showing up. But uh, I support you, Dad. I hope you win. But uh, does and, she? And, and, uh, I don't know. I don't think she does. I don't think anybody does. Really. I, I can't believe the wife went along with it. Right? I think she's getting a check. And I think hers is made to clear up front before she says, before I'm first lady again, this stuff how much are you bounce. paying me? So, so good. But I, the quite, I, and, and I do my national show early in the morning and stuff. And, and I was, I, I talked about this and I've talked to several people about the fact that is there a path back for people that are like somebody like Carrie Lake, who everybody I talked to, both the left and the right, when it comes to political, I, I heard two people, one of which helped Trump in a major way get elected, say she is a megastar if she stays away from the nonsense. But she's not going to be allowed to forget it. You know, you know what? We do well, have a TikTok well, well, society. Well, you have to ask the Republican Party, are you guys going to forget that? And I think that they feel like it, it seems like Republicans in the state. You've talked to uh, Matt Salmon. I've heard the interview with Karen Taylor Robson, or is it Robson? Robson. I've heard that interview, and they basically are saying, "Look, 
we didn't have great candidates and we need to get back to having good candidates. So the, and they feel like somebody cost them this election. Yeah. Because well, if you look at how many Democrats got elected, yeah. it's quite, you know, that's kind of a surprise. You got Tom Horn. Who knows what's going on with Hamaday? And, uh, who else is there? That's, and Yee. Yee. That's Yee. it. Be the way, Yee with the big victory though. She got uh-huh. the most votes out of all. And you know what? For how you should concede an election and talk about your opponent, see what Yee and Kazada said to each other on yeah. Twitter. Like they said, look, we've worked together. She's a terrific person. We disagree on policy, but I know she's going to do a good job. Yeah. And she said, you know what? He ran a good race. I like him. And I was like, well, this is refreshing. Yeah. No, this is refreshing. But it's also the, the trend, you know, you know, it, it's, but it, is there a way back? I, I don't know because you basically have a lot of people who say that that your election denials are not based in fact. But if you if you stayed if she stayed away from that and and said, look, I'm done with Trump. I'm not talking about 2020. I'm not talking about broken races because I think she's going through this in her mind right now where Trump's probably going. You need to push it out there that you didn't lose. You need to do all these things. We saw the honking earlier. Steve uh, Wiseman goes, oh, my God. And he shows us on Twitter. The honking and the people driving around in Maricopa County. Not a horror movie. Uh, yeah. Not, except and to, honking except their people horns asking for yet another election. And the reality is, is if you step away from this, you take a deep breath, you you make yourself visible. But you don't go back 2020 election denial and you actually dive into real conservative values or whatever. You know, but even she if ran on that. Yeah. She ran on that. Like everybody knows that she donated money to Obama. Yeah. I, I mean, I, 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 I was told I can't donate money to <laughs> candidates and stuff when I was working in the yeah, news. I, know, I still I don't. Too. I still don't. And so, you know, she so now she's saying she's going to reform the media. And she said the 2020 election was stolen and there was a problem. That was what she ran on. Yeah, I know. What but, else did she? Re- what else did she stand for? Well, we never. Here's the thing: those things we never saw because, as you know, being in television, uh, the reality is if it bleeds, it leads. The thing that's most entertaining, the thing that's going to be most, it's going to give most energy to something because water's the mo- one of the most important things. But nobody's going to sit down and yeah. talk about the water stuff. Yeah. Well, Unless we just heard a story about ASU getting that forty million dollar grant. Yeah. That's a huge story. But it's we not need water. Sexy. And then the Congress just made a deal with the Colorado River Indian Tribe, the Crit, and that's huge news about where we're going to get our water from. That's what should have been first and foremost. Like, what is your plan for water in Arizona? Are you going to tell people, hey, we need to shrink the number of golf courses? Do we need to do this? Do we need to do that? What are we going to do for education? Are we going to pay teachers more? All we heard was 2020 was stolen. Yeah, because that's part of also, and you know this, is, is again, it's the bleed it leads. It's the chaos. It's like the reason we watch reality TV, it's not because we want us two people to have a normal conversation. We want to watch somebody yell and scream at each other, throw water at each other, or wine. Why do we have a show called The Real Housewives of I don't know how many cities now? I know, I think they're I've, like Fresno I've, now. I've never like watched that. one of the those, The Real Housewives don't ask me of who's Pen- in them. Pinal County. Don't ask me who's in them. Just a trailer. Except Lisa Rena. For some reason, Lisa Rena is in headlines for something she said about yeah. cancer. Yeah. So they're all, I mean, you know, again, you become a celebrity and then you go on and do something. But we watch those things because of the chaos. She thrived on it much like Trump did. It was low hanging fruit. But can you rebuild yourself? Can you rebrand yourself? Can I just tell you that kind of stuff affects your relationships because it's like when it bleeds, it leads. You look at the headline, you say, what in the world? And you click on it and the story is a nothing burger. Yeah. 
And then your partner tells you, Gail, uh-oh, got personal. Gail, you need to stop doom scrolling and looking at this stuff because you look at these stories, they say, best wedding ever. This so-and-so made something that'll change their career. It's not changing their career. It's just they got another movie role or yeah, something so or other. And So-and-so won the we internet. Need to st- you know, maybe Twitter does need to go away. Yeah, maybe. maybe. Because maybe that'll help us focus on... Normal things? Like water. How our kids are getting educated. Like, you know, no critical race theory. It's like we don't even teach critical race theory here in Arizona. I want to know why we're paying our teachers so little and expect our kids to learn from people who are paid so little. You're not going to get the best of the best. No, no, you're not. And by the way, the best of the best may step here, but they're going to step up somewhere else if they stay in this profession. And and that's the reality. If they, they'll because use it I, as something I, on a resume. My mom, was, my mom was a teacher for years in California. In California, Texas, and I tell people, if your kids want to be teachers, let them be teachers. But tell them to go to California or New York or Connecticut because they're not going to get paid here. No, no, they're not. They're not. That's Gail Bass. She's in for Gatos today. we got a lot of stuff to get to, including the bottom of the hour. Alex uh, Stone's going to join us. We're going to talk about that just absolute horrific situation that took place in Idaho. What is going on? What's the latest? Uh, Still, again, uh, shocked by the fact that two roommates were home and four people were brutally murdered. Uh, We'll talk to him in just a little bit. Arizona's news station, KTAR News, 92.3 FM. Drive home with the Gatos and Chad Show. Sports of the programs are brought to you by Parkinson's Plumbing Electrical, two-time winner of the Better Business Bureau's Ethics Award. Dinosaurs downtown, people. Yeah, we got some dinos downtown. It's pretty awesome. So imagine waking up, as you do, <laughs> and you go outside and you say, hey, wait a minute here. Uh, what in God's name are these? A dino might art installation of Jurassic proportions. Now, when you worked in the news world, okay, I'm going to ask you this. Uh, did you guys have to come up with bad things like this? A dino might art installation. Because, did, is, or did somebody write that for her? Uh, is, you write your own scripts oh. when you're doing a So that was like all that. on her. Well, some pl- well, if they still have editors working in newsrooms now. I just want to know who, because that was not <laughs> Yeah, good. There's, there's plenty to troll there with dino references. Dino there's my, plenty baby. to dig up with, with dino references. Dino my! Of Jurassic proportions is now likely facing extinction. They basically kicked them out from over there so they could put the dinosaurs there. A metal triceratops and a brontosaurus sit proudly overlooking 9th Avenue and Jackson Street. Construction workers at the adjacent building say they popped up earlier this week and nearby businesses are not too sure who installed them or why. Yeah, and uh, some of the people who are, are unhoused, is that the new thing we say? Unhoused, unsheltered, homeless. Uh, they are uh, upset by it, but these are huge dinosaurs. This isn't one of those things where, like, somebody put a you know a two foot yeah. dinosaur. These are big old dinosaurs. I wonder, like, was somebody welding in the middle of the night and nobody was paying attention? But think about it: all the people who are working down there, because all that infrastructure money, there's construction everywhere. It seems like going on houses and condos going up and everything. There's lots of stuff going on downtown. So how they set those up without anybody noticing, or maybe people thought there's so much building going on, they're too busy doing their own work, they're not paying attention. You know. I- and the other thing is, people are so lost in their own world mm-hmm. that you could be doing something and somebody like, what are you doing? Oh, this is an art thing. Okay. And they keep walking. Yeah, well, who are they going to call? Like, are they gonna call like, somebody? You don't carry around the city permits to see where somebody could put a statue. You just yeah. assume oh, the city's putting something up. Yeah. So, and now, but who? That's the big question. People are asking the question, who did it? Uh, why did you do it? And uh, who owns these? Are you going to come get them tonight? Are they going to be gone tomorrow? Or Two dinosaur statues. They popped up. But we asked around to see who owns them. And no dice. No dice. Okay, maybe, just maybe, somebody had this yard art 
and they wanted to get rid of it, so they just had it moved oh. because they know bulk trash pickup isn't going to come quick enough. So they just it's one of those. But it doesn't <laughs> become one of those things where it's like, well, hold on a second, it's kind of cool looking. Do it we is have to cool get looking. rid of it? Like yeah. it's weird, but do we have to? Can we move it maybe off the table because it's on a table? I think on one of them. You know, <laughs> can we just move it somewhere else and leave it? Can I just tell you the funniest dinosaur story though? Okay, is that Lights of the World that was at the state fair? Like yeah. it was like I think it was two years ago. I dragged my boyfriend down there because I wanted to see it, and I don't. I don't have any kids. So we go down there, and the lights of the world is pretty cool. But then they had these dinosaurs. Well, they had this dinosaur scene where they had a triceratops, and then they had a... uh and they had a bigger a T Rex, and then they had a baby tar- a baby triceratops that was eaten by the T Rex. Like yeah. this is a family event. Well, that's right. With Nature. red paint and everything. Nature. I was just like, who who designed this for kids? Oh, <laughs> but you want the kids to learn early. Not that. See my like, kids. Here know. you are at a Christmas. Uh, can I say Christmas? Here you are at you a Christmas, Christmas display. Please do. And then you see the dinosaur. One has attacked and eaten another baby. <sighs> I thought that was my kids already know that. Like they know, don't get attached to anything furry in the house because I have all my big lizards and snakes, and chances are they're going to eat them uh, at some point in time. But uh, <laughs> that's so awesome. That'd be great if these things came alive, chasing people down the street. Like this is oh, great. Jurassic Park, Arizona edition. Oh baby! So uh, we don't know who's they are, but I have a feeling. I'm telling you, it's got to be a weird artist, right? And it's going to become a cult thing, and they're going to move it somewhere and keep it. That's like a Banksy or something for metal art? Like Ooh. a Banksy for metal art. Well, maybe we should go take it and just like uh, wait till it appreciates. That's a big thing. Though. I you mean, nobody's claiming up. it, so it's just there on the street. But then they're going to go, Gail, did you, did you, are you the one who put this here? Because we need to know who to send the fine to. You're like, no, no but I, I was d- here to do you guys a solid. So I know what you guys are all about. <laughs> I think we need that in the KTAR studios. What do you uh, think? Don't even tempt me. <laughs> I'd like a real one. That'd be awesome. That's always been my fear. Because I always hear, oh, somebody's going to start. Uh, That's expensive stuff. What is it? In, in uh, China right now, they're trying to bring back a woolly mammoth. And my entire thought process is. Well, nothing could go possibly wrong. First of all, you guys have never seen a movie. something in a lab in China. You've never seen a movie. And yeah, creating something. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we, guys, like, it's got woolly pox. Yeah, I don't know what it does, but you're going to explode in moments, so it's really nasty. I don't think that's a good idea at all. No, it's not. All right, uh, she's Gail Bass. She's in for Gatos today. He should be back on Monday. Make sure that you grab our podcast called the Gatos Chat Show Podcast. Subscribe right now and never miss any of the amazing, exciting acts in the Gatos Chat Show Podcast. Brought to you by Carol Royce, Keller Williams, Realty, East Valley. Get a higher price selling your home. Get guaranteed offers. Go to higherprice.com. Higherprice.com. Coming up, Alex Stone. Uh, what happened in Idaho? As we learn more and more about this, it is bizarre. Roommates, uh, what do we know? Why did the police come out after four people were murdered and they knew they were brutally murdered and tell everybody, ah, it's nothing to worry about here. It's insane. Alex Stone, straight ahead. It's the Gators Chat Show. Arizona's news station, KTAR News, 92.3 FM. The Gatos and Chad Show, afternoons. Ah, Gail Bass in for Gatos today. And uh, the story was horrific. Uh, Four college kids murdered, dead of the night. Uh, Three girls, one of them from here in Arizona. And uh, a young man, 20 years old, uh, a boyfriend of one of them. 
two people also in the house, and the mystery continues. Joining us now, Alex Stone. And Alex, what's the latest today? Because every day there seems to be a little something more, and they don't seem to be totally forthcoming with a lot of information. Well, no, especially early on. And then the the chief uh, then came out and said, well, we probably should have been more forthcoming because everybody uh, on the, the campus was freaking out, saying, how do you say that there's no threat if you don't know who the suspect is, you have no motive, you have no murder weapon, and then police said, well, we can't say that there is no threat because you're right. We don't know how or why this went on. So a couple of new tidbits. Um, sources say that the, the two roommates who were at home during the murders, they are not the ones who dialed 911. If you remember, 911 was dialed eight hours after the, the murders, Whoa. but uh, still unclear. What were those roommates who survived doing? Did they not hear it? Were they hiding all that time? Were they passed out drunk after partying all night? We don't know. Police telling us this. What we have to determine in the course of the investigation and interviewing these two is if they heard something, if they saw something, what they heard, what they saw. And that would potentially make them witnesses. How do you not hear four people being stabbed to death? Exactly. It just doesn't make any sense. So that's Aaron Snell with the Idaho State Police. Those roommates. The key to cracking this case, family member telling us that uh, of one of the women who survived, she is traumatized working with the FBI. It's all so bizarre. And the police telling us uh, nobody's been ruled out as maybe the killer. No one has been ruled included or excluded as a person of interest and or a suspect. Everyone is still being investigated. Police are going to stores now in Idaho asking anyone bought a Rambo-style tactical knife recently. Not an uncommon knife to have in uh, western Idaho. Um, did anybody buy one? They want to know. We sat down with the county prosecutor. He says they have no idea on a suspect. And so many students freaked out. And now because of Thanksgiving break have been leaving the the university of idaho parents saying get out of there there's a killer on the loose don't be there the now investigators are having to travel to go interview students on so you were out you know at, at bars with them the night before did you see anybody around them anybody who seemed like that they were following them so they're traveling now to go get info and abigail spencer a student she says campus she's still there like a ghost town now I think a lot of people are afraid and like I'm definitely nervous. There's still a suspect at large. There's still so much we don't know about the case. So forensic teams, they went back to the home yesterday looking for any evidence that they overlooked. There is right now a drone, a police drone that they're using to map out the scene from above the home. Uh, the autopsies, they found that they were all stabbed multiple times. Coroner saying she can't figure out if they had defensive wounds, but the father of one of the victims said that he uh, learned from one of the autopsy reports that his daughter did have defensive wounds on her, but the mystery keeps going. They have no idea. Hey, Alex, uh, were both the roommates, were they, were they both girls? Were they, do we know anything about them? Yeah, yeah, they, them? yeah they were both uh, women in their early 20s. Alex, what is it with this other video that's coming out about them at that food truck? Is that something that police want to put out, or was that something that the food truck put out? Yeah, the, the police didn't put it out, but the police know about it. Um, police aren't putting out a lot in, in this. A uh, little bit more now than they were earlier in the week. But the, uh, the the food truck video was about 2 in the morning. They were getting food, looked very happy. They were taking pictures, two of the victims, two of the females. Uh, they were outside of a bar around 2 a.m. 4 a.m. they were dead. And they had been murdered. So they're looking at that video. Was there anybody around there? Doesn't look like there is anybody around there. But you can see that they were happy, didn't seem 
overly intoxicated, didn't look intoxicated, um, but they had been at a bar. They were outside getting food, and, and then they were dead. This sounds like the plot of a horror film. Yeah. I mean, there's no other really way to does, describe right? this because that's what happens in horror films. You don't know who did it. There are two people in the house. They could have been asleep, but like who sleeps if there are defensive Like I know what you did last summer yeah, or whatever yeah, those were yeah. with Jennifer Love Hewitt years ago. There had to be screaming and, uh, or something yeah, if a knife was big used. Thing. How do you have, because it's not like it was an area where there wasn't people around, but six people and two in the house, but all the other three didn't wake up and with the screaming and yelling or the fighting, nobody heard any of that. Nobody, uh, neighbors are telling us that they slept through it. They didn't wow. hear anything. Neighbors, the, the homes are really close together. Uh, oh, well, wow. here, Brad Garrett, our ABC News uh, law enforcement analyst, former FBI profiler, says none of this makes any sense. They were in the house. This type of killing, it's going to be loud, both by the suspect and the victims. It's going to take a period of time. It's obviously going to be very bloody. And I just don't really understand that. But they are really the key. Yeah, the, the uh, surviving uh, roommates. We talked to a, a threat assessment psychologist, they call it. And she believes this was probably, she said, typically with a uh, knife attack, it's a single killer. You don't normally have multiple people with knives. Um, that she would say a single killer and probably targeted police believe it was targeted that this person got in there no forced entry knew how to get in was probably going after one of the victims and then encountered the other three and then ended up stabbing them but this is all you know psychology of what normally goes on but she believes there's probably one killer who's out there but um, police say they have no dna none of the witnesses saw this person they have no idea who it was insane alex stone abc news thanks so much man keep us informed you have yourself a good and safe week you too. Thanks, guys. Thanks. Uh, that's just the fact. There's no DNA. Yeah. The fact. That, I mean, this is so bizarre. And we were talking in the in the room in Gilbasson for for uh, young Mister Gatos, who should be back on Monday. The the fact that you didn't check the other part. You you went and killed four people. Mm-hmm. You didn't check the other part of the house to see if there were other people. There were two people. That's it's just astonishing. And the nine one one call came from outside. Of the house eight hours later? It's astonishing. May, do you think that I, maybe the person who did it wanted their work to be found and called? It's possible. Waiting for somebody to wake up and say, well, I'm going to leave these two. I mean, I this is a true mystery, and I think this is going to occupy our fascination, yeah. the, Amer- the collective like interest of America, because they want to know why four young people, the prime of their lives, lost their lives to being stabbed like that, and nobody heard a thing, even two people in the house. And the weird thing is, too, is what if it was just a random thing, which makes everything even tougher? Because if you know nothing about anybody, the randomness of something may be what somebody gets away with. And the thing is, is like he was saying, uh, Alex was saying in his report, he, they're asking people if they have uh, Rambo-style knives. I know a ton of people who have well, knives like that. And you're in Idaho. Recently? Everybody's got a Rambo-style yeah, knife. Recently, I got it in Idaho. It's, pro- it's all militia up there. They're getting ready for some sort of revolution. That's what I heard. That's what I heard. Uh, all right. Uh, coming up, uh, Jerry Brown's going to join us. Uh, Man, we're, what, six days away from Thanksgiving. There are people out there that need your help. He's going to join us straight ahead. Uh, Jerry Brown from St. Mary's Food Bank. Oh, and, not uh, the governor of California. No, not, not the, the former, former governor go- okay. of California. Not Moonbeam. Two times. Yeah, two, two times. times governor. Well, more than that, wasn't he? Well, he, Four times. No, well, he was he was the governor, then he stepped back for a bit. And then he, and then he became he, governor again. Yeah. yeah, that guy. No, it's not that guy. It's a, <laughs> it's, a, it's a better guy than that. Uh, uh, Jerry Brown will join us from St. Mary's Food Bank straight ahead. Arizona's news station, 
KTAR News, 92.3 FM. A mashup of news, information, and entertainment. You're locked in to the Gatos and Chad Show. That is us. Get us off today. Gail Bass is kind enough to join us in the studio. Joining us now is uh, Jerry Brown, St. Mary's uh, Food Bank. And, of course, you know we do a lot of stuff with them. Uh, and it is that time of the year when, as we all know, uh, people in need uh, definitely need. And St. Mary's wants to help those people. And they've been doing that. And, Jerry, 7,000, 8,000 short so far turkey-wise? Yeah, absolutely. We, we are, our goal is to uh, distribute 18,000 turkeys by Wednesday of Thanksgiving Day. Uh, we've already put out a lot up in northern Arizona, and now we're trying to get enough for here in the Valley and in Surprise. And we still are about 7,000 uh, short, but there are ways that people can help us. You know, Jerry, you know, you've had the pandemic and now you've got this financial crisis and inflation. How is that affecting what you guys are doing all year long? Yeah, I think I, I, I talked to a chat about this, too, a little bit um, this year. And, and with uh, with inflation, it's actually uh, surpassed what we had to deal with during the pandemic. That was a very short period of time. What we've seen is a climb in the amount of people that have come to the food bank since March or April of this year. And it's been a steady climb. And we have not reached the peak of it. Uh, two weeks ago, we had 7,000 families come through in a week between our Phoenix and our surprise location. We've been around for 55 years as a food bank. And we've never done that before. So we know that next week being Thanksgiving week, when we normally see uh, 9, 10, 11, 12,000 families, that we're going to see a lot next week. Talking to uh, Jerry Brown from uh, St. Mary's Food Banks. So they talk about uh, how they're short and they need some help. So tomorrow, uh, what can people do if they want to help? People get out there and help. You guys are great people. People, listeners, uh, you know, to our show uh, and our listeners, you guys have been awesome and, and we can all give a little because we're all blessed. So if they want to help, what can they do? Well, the Phoenix police are collecting turkeys for us and I want to put a shout out to them. You can go to their Desert Horizon precinct and donate. And tomorrow is our Saturday, Super Saturday Turkey Drive. We do this every year. We'll be at both uh, food bank locations and about 19 different Albertsons and Safeway stores around the valley from 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. collecting turkeys, collecting food. Not only do families get a turkey, but they get a food box and they get a produce bag also so they have a full Thanksgiving meal. So we'll be collecting all of those from 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. If you can't make it out there. And I, I understand that people have busy Saturdays. We're still collecting Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday at the food bank. Or you could go to stmarysfoodbank.org. And if you make a $20 donation, that'll put a turkey on the table for a family in need. Uh, people you guys do good work and yeah, you've been do. doing good work for years. How long have you been there, Jerry? I have been at the food bank for 14 years now. I used to be a sports writer with the Tribune back in uh, back for 25 years and I was I was I was laid off in 2009 I came to the food bank for 6 weeks to help out and that was 14 years ago well, there you go. Wow, That's the way it is. That. You're like, oh, I'm just going to do this you know, just for now. Just for now. Next thing you know, right. you're, you know, I told Gatos, I'll sit in one day. That's it. And here we are now. <laughs> uh, you guys uh, just, do great work and you're a tremendous. Uh, it's just a great service to the community. You know, I work with a homeless group and we feed the homeless on the streets uh, every Sunday morning. But you guys do this every day, putting on the me- putting on a meal for an entire family and making sure their holiday season is bright because the mental idea behind that is that when people or when there's Christmas and Thanksgiving, we say, you know, this is the season of giving. We always hear that the season of giving and we want people to have a special holiday. And so this is St. Mary's helps us do that. Absolutely. 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 Thank you for all you do, Gail. And uh, I'll thank you to all those who have already donated. I know so many people have. 
Um, if, if you can help us get over the top, maybe this isn't the year that you can donate. Maybe inflation, inflation is affecting your family, and we understand that. But if you have the means to do it, if you have the means to help a family out and let them have that Thanksgiving meal around the table and maybe just a sense of normalcy for one day in a very abnormal year, that would be a great thing. Thanks so much, my man. And tomorrow, everybody get out there and help. And again, if you if you, if you you can't get out, you can always donate at uh, St. Mary's Food Bank. Appreciate you coming on today, Jerry. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Happy Thanks Thanksgiving to you. Uh, it's yeah. not too soon to say that, is no, it? No, no, no. I think so. <laughs> hey, they tell me it's too soon to play Christmas stuff, and I'm like, in my house, it's not. It is not. When I'm paying the mortgage, I can play whatever I want any time of year. It is not too soon. Look, the minute. The way I look at it, Halloween ends, and you're always waiting for that first radio station flips over to the Christmas thing, you know? Mm -hmm. And then you get that, and you're like, okay, so now we can do it. And then it really ramps up, and now it is not too early. It's absolutely time. We've got people, I mean, we're going to decorate probably... Uh, so we're probably going to decorate the Wednesday of next week before I let out town. Baby, I already started. I started in late October pulling those boxes down because, you know, what? I've spent so much money over the years on Christmas decorations. I want to squeeze every bit yeah. of dollar value out of them that I can. Yeah. Meanwhile, yeah. my boyfriend's like, no, not yet. No. Not yet. Oh, no, are you kidding me? Absolutely. I was like, but you gave me the keys so I can and I got, <laughs> decorate while you're gone. Sometimes, too. It's like, he hasn't left the house. I love you, Brian. I love you, too, Brian. <laughs> wait, wait to keep it. Because she, she's always she's decorating here. So it's, uh, but it is interesting because I, when it comes to, like this year, I didn't pull out uh, all of our Halloween stuff because we're in the midst of a move. And mm-hmm. But I told the girls, look, we're going to do it big time for Christmas. We're going to make it look like the Griswolds on steroids. You know, I want the neighbors across the street to be annoyed with us. I mean, that's what I want to do. So we're going to do it. And it's going to be very interesting, though, because I always say that. And then it's like, man, I'm kind of tired. No, you know what, though? I got a black Santa waiting. Black we Santa. got a big inflatable black Santa. Black I, Santa, I, I, had to buy, I felt so bad. I was like, they made it. And I'm like, well, you know, they made it to make me feel included. I already feel included. I know Jesus loves me. He does. <laughs> but I was like, well, since they made it, somebody's got to buy it. <laughs> Were they looking at like, you're not going to buy a regular Santa, are you, again? <laughs> you can't even tell once you blow it up. Once you put that yellow light in there, you can't tell. I was like, you look at it, I'm like, it looks like a Santa. That's <laughs> what it is. Scale Bass in for Gatos. Uh, coming up next hour, Cutter bans beer at the World Cup, and uh, the Twitter employees are throwing a fit. Uh, let's talk about that to get us a check. Jolly pet with bottles of party, rocket around.